Hello and welcome to Motorsport Now. My name is Jay Paveley and today's guest is Rich Wells. I know Rich, I think, really from rallying. Um, I'm trying to think how even the conversation started. But basically, he had a fantastic year last year. Although Motorsport had stopped, he made it work for him and managed to compete quite a lot of weekends. So much so he had to balance his work around competing um which he does talk about and he's been competing in motorbikes since the age of four he now races and rallies and even had the opportunity last year to race in a sport formula one race he also has an enviable amount of supercars in his collection at home which again he talks about he's a lovely guy and i really enjoyed this interview as you may have seen on my social media i am starting to visually record these podcasts so you can actually watch it on YouTube. So keep an eye out and just search for Jay Paveley Motorsport now. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. I haven't done it before, so give me a little bit of slack. But without further ado, here's the interview with Rich Wells. My name's Richard Wells, and I'm a rally driver and circuit racer, I guess. Yeah, we just said before I started recording that you actually race, drive absolutely everything. So it's bikes, racing, and rallying. So what started first on your competition journey? Uh, my competition journey started when I was really young, actually. Um, I started at four, uh, riding motorcycle trials and competitions then. So my father was really keen biker and he um, he just got me into trials really young. And it just became every single weekend we'd be together going out, um, typically over to Wales to do sort of some trials over there. and. I did that all my life really up until probably about 16, 17. I still do it now, not as often as I used to. Um, and that really got me into kind of motorsport in general. Um, but it didn't have the the go fast element and the adrenaline side that uh, perhaps I was looking for. So my next step from trials was really into sort of motor, motorbike racing. So I started doing that probably in about 2012 on a Yamaha R6, did some club racing and really really enjoyed that but didn't really have a lot of money then so it was it was difficult doing it on a real budget and just kind of scraping it together for tires and things like that and then started my own business and couldn't afford to do it any longer so carried on doing some trials for a bit longer and waited for things to pick back up and, and got back back into it then um and then the risk side of racing bikes to to cars is slightly different as well because um if you come off on your bike uh you know, you can be breaking bones and whatnot and be out of work. So I thought, well, I've been a massive fan of rally driving since I was a kid. And that's something I've always wanted to do. Um, and that, that was where I kind of thought, well, I'll make the transition into, into rally driving. But my intention at the time wasn't to do it full time. I entered a scholarship with John Goff that he was running at the time. Uh, I won the, the round and then went into the final and um and won that as well and uh, John I think sold his business so that didn't come to fruition but it kind of gave me the the kind of the real kind of oh, I really want to do this now this is but what can I, this is so you got the bug from that but going back to when you were competing on bikes do you think that gave you that fearless element where actually going into cars you didn't get that scariness that you might get with a bike being on your knee and like leaning over yeah, I, I, like when I was younger, I had no fear at all. I, I'm, I'm a bit different now, actually. I'm a ripe old age of 34. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it feels as though it hurts a lot more when you come off. But back then, um, 
you know, it was it was probably to my detriment, really. It was like trying to win at any cost. So had a few accidents on the bike. I, I mean, I was this one race I was in, I got a great start, was leading the race by a mile. And um, I just just trying to, to go too quick and lost the front and threw it all away, you know, and and that's kind of how I was when I was a bit younger, a bit hot headed. And I think it's been said about that in, in the rally car as well at times. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the navigator can hear you shouting and swearing now. So I guess. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's always kind of poking me, telling me to calm down. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I think the doing the competitions from from bikes made it easier. But because my dad wasn't really into into sort of cars that much, I kind of had to do it on my own. And that was kind of that was quite scary actually so going through um and meeting people like john who helped me source a car and get into it that way was was quite cool and um and then you start making friends and it becomes easier and uh, and you kind of get a little network i guess that, and you kind of go along to events and and take part and uh you know for me it's always been about enjoying it yeah we want to do well but it's all good fun but the running it wasn't actually that longer that you started i believe from what i can see on the internet um, you started in 2015 in the VW Polo. Yeah, VW Polo rally first car. Bought that off John. Um, I mean, the car let me down a couple of times in the first few events that we did in it. It was quite big events you did though. Yeah, straight to BTRDA gravel events. That's what that's what I wanted to do. I, I hired a, John, uh, a car off John to do Nicky Grist, and we finished that event. And we, I think, I can't. Remember, I think it was sort of rally first back then had quite a big entry. Um, I think we're about midway on the, you know, in the results at the end. And, you know, after that, I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is like amazing. This is what I want to be doing. So I went back to John and said, look, I want to buy a car. And he had one for sale. And um, and we went and did that and then moved into the Fiesta ST the following year. Um, oh, actually, I think we did the Rally First Championship the full season in the in the polo. I think we came second in the championship and then into the Fiesta ST so kind of gradually moving up through the through the ranks I guess through the cars and um, you know all the way up to the, the kind of the, the R5 that we've got now which is uh, a mega machine. Yeah I bet that must be so good <laughs> and the last year you were really lucky actually during 2020 obviously it's hard to do a, a full season but you managed to squeeze in pretty much the whole of the motorsport news championship. Yeah before the call started I think we were saying that um I was really grateful that we kind of managed to do that that event at Donington, the last round of the season for the MSN Championship, because that's when, um, you know, it was quite it was quite a difficult time, I think, because no one really knew the effects of COVID was going to have, and you know, it was quite scary when this was coming out. Everything was kind of going into a lockdown, and I think it was credit to the organisers really running that event, and um, we managed to finish the season. And I think from then I realised that well. You know everything's going to be cancelled for a little while so let's get um, as much booked in for the season as we can um which kind of moved more into kind of circuit racing i think i just got the um the radical at that point and i looked at hiring the the revolution as well to do some extra events because i knew we wouldn't be doing so much rally driving so we we had quite a busy year last year considering um if you compare that to a normal season i guess so and um, you, have to, really you have to tell us about that f1 sport race in the sport prototype car that's so cool like how did you find that going to that such a big race um facebook advert <laughs> it was actually um yeah so um james brakel from brakel racing had um an advert on facebook saying do you want to do a kind of f1 sport race it's like 
yeah, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. <laughs> we gave him a call. And then we were actually testing the R5 at Alton Park. And um, I was chatting to somebody who had an interest in the car. Um, and his name was Nigel Greensall. And he said to me, oh, we run cars, uh, the Revolution cars as well. And then he was telling me about it. And I thought, oh, this is really gaining traction now. And I thought, let's do it. And the idea was, is that we did a race in the UK just to get used to the car and familiarize it, you know, do a test, do a race, um, and then head out to Portugal to do the support race. Um, and that was probably one of the most scariest things I've ever done in my life, I must admit. I mean, it was hard enough. I mean, I, I got in the car um, at Snetterton and it was so different to the Radical that I was used to driving. I mean, the Radical's really light. It's got a little motorbike engine in it and loads of aero and slick tires and it grips really well. And the Revolution's the same, but it's got, it's got a massive engine in the back of it. So it has this pendulum effect when you come into corners that I was used to kind of throwing it in. Um, so I got in the car and I spun it twice and nearly put it in the barrier. And I thought, I can't drive this car. And, and then I started, you know, regretting the whole decision and I've committed to this big thing and I can't even drive the car and you know all the doubts kind of creep in kind of do this and um, you know uh, we went out again things got better um, and we ended up getting two podiums the following day in the race it was amazing so it was just that kind of initial fear and overcoming it and you know um, it was and then and then going to Portugal <laughs> I think was it uh, July last year September I can't remember but it was it was just such an experience something I'll never forget it's really really cool and it's it's nice and thank you for sharing that you kind of had that that initial fear of you know, a bit of self-doubt did you find that was quite a new thing for you because you've been competing for so long or do you have a particular strategy that you deal with if you have a bit of self-doubt yeah, I think with 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 the self doubt, it's it's preparation, isn't it? So um, before when we got the when we when we got the radical, we did we just did a really quiet test. We just went to a, along to a track day, um, just with with Colin who runs the rally car, and we we tested, uh, and we just did loads and loads and loads of laps um, until we got used to the car, and and then you know when the team and everything's bringing the car, and you've got all the mechanics there and stuff like that, you you know that you can drive the car, whereas when we jumped in with the revolution, you know, it was, everyone had done a full, pretty much a full season of driving the revolution cars. I was a new driver and, um, and you know, had some really experienced people there. Um, so it was, it was quite a daunting thing, but then, you know, you, you kind of think to yourself when you're driving it, you forget about everything else, don't you? And it kind of just get in that kind of zone and it kind of starts coming back and, and you forget about it all. And, and then it just gets easier and and then you forget about the kind of the nerves and things so it was um it was daunting but you know that's what i think makes it worthwhile and what i enjoy about doing it it's the kind of the ups and downs that make it worthwhile isn't it so you know when you you spin off and you're like oh no and but then you'll get a good result in the next race and you think you know at the one point you think oh no i'm you know i'm giving it in or whatever and you have a bit of a tantrum and then the next time it's uh jubilation and it's like oh yeah I remember why I do this now. Motorsport is very fickle to say the least isn't it it's as you say very up and down the, the highs are very high and the lows are very low <laughs> yeah, but um, sure. you've done so many different types of motorsport 
do you feel that when you're hopping in different things and different, you know, like the bike, the race car, the rally car, do they complement each other or do you have to get in a different mindset? Uh, I think they complement each other. I mean, it's, you know, they said like the commentators are like, oh, you know, he's a versatile driver because he's rallying one weekend and then he's in the, you know, he's in this um, car that can like pull his G-force around a corner, which obviously the rally car can't. And, but the thing is, is with, with the, with the cars it's they're always still moving around and there's a lot of drivers that don't like it when the car starts to slide around a bit more and I think from the rally driving when you're used to kind of inducing a slide and, and getting it around the corner it if you if you're going at substantially high speeds around a corner on a circuit for example and the car starts to move you know you're completely comfortable because you know what's going to happen and I think that's a benefit of driving on loose surfaces in a rally car to then go into a circuit and doing some you know stuff where you've got loads of downforce and the car's got loads and loads of grip and you can really kind of throw it into the corner and you know it's going to go around but if it does get a bit out of shape it's it's not going to be the end of the world as long as it doesn't go completely wrong I guess but um and I think that that was the same for for the trials riding you know that the it gives you so many kind of skills as a young person like learning on by starting by doing trials because you've got balance and throttle control and clutch control and you, you, you're sort of riding a bike on different surfaces like mud and rocks and streams and things like that and then you go on a race bike and you're and it starts raining mid-race and you've got slicks on and it's going all all over the place and that's where you can really make really make the advantage you see so I think I think it complements it um people may disagree with that but you know sort of sometimes people are saying you know you should really just focus on one thing and you know be a master of one rather than you know jack of all trades sort of thing but i enjoy it all so i think why not you can tell you love it i, I did have somebody once tell me look you need to make a decision are you going to race or rally but i totally agree like it can surely only help and if you're instance you you rallied and raced at donington if i'm right in what yes. i'm saying yeah. so, I've, um, well I've, I've tested at donington in the car uh, yeah so i guess it helps you get familiar with where you're going as well yeah, well, I thought that, but then I had a pretty bad result. At, at the oh, sorry. Then. So I think, I think I was probably trying to overdrive more than anything. I think I felt the pressure because everyone was like, oh, you've done so much the year before. You're going to come into this and be really good. And I think the kind of pressure got on top of me and I, I was actually trying to carry too much speed into the corners in the, in the R5. And um, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with my result. I had a bit of a strong start, but it kind of <laughs> dwindled throughout the day. Um so yeah, I think you know again, it's it's I think probably going back to the complementing each other, and then it's important just to get the practice in beforehand. So I didn't test the rally car properly, and we, you know jumping from a high downforce racing car into the rally car, and then trying to do the same thing. I think and um, without a test, so um, you know unfortunately all the events have been postponed at the moment. So we're just waiting to see what happens with that championship. But we've um, we're keen to get we're keen to get some testing in uh, with Matt Edwards before the before the next round which will be fun this may be a bit beyond me because i'm not overly technical but obviously you've got quite a lot of downforce with the radicals and the fresh type cars that you race yes obviously don't get that quite as much in the rally car you do in some way but very different do you find that a challenge um yeah for sure um you know the rally car it uh, you know the, the results showed that last event i think i was perhaps trying to overdrive and it's 
it's just kind of realizing that you've got to actually get the car stopped and turned in and it's it's, it's going back to the basics really where you know get it slow in fast out the corner um the some of the in the prototype cars there's some corners you, you can literally you take them flat out and the difference is is that if you lift it unweights the car and that unsettles it and you lose grip so you've got to kind of keep the keep the kind of the, the chassis of the car as flat as possible keep that keep the speed through the corner to keep that downforce working and and that's that's really different to driving the rally car so from that aspect it, it does it does um, make it a little bit more difficult I guess but again you're getting seat time in cars and you're going around circuits and you're learning those as well so you know there's pros and cons I think to it but um, I certainly think there's an advantage to to doing both. How did you find having pace notes the first time because I found that pretty difficult yeah. I, don't I, was, I don't think I was listening to him to be honest the first time <laughs> I think like, my senses were so overloaded with you know everything going on in the car the first time I got in the rally car and then all this information was being shouted at me as well and I don't think I could comprehend it all and you were probably shouting back being all hot-headed <laughs> yeah. I think it was I think the pace notes went out the window it was just slow down yeah and but yeah and then the pace notes yeah they, I mean they they take some getting used to don't they I think um but you drive to them now don't you when you when you get used to it yeah for sure and I think one of the nice things as well you have a nice collection of cars at home so yeah if you're not competing you've got something to drive what have you got at the moment well yeah I mean I think that I think the lockdowns helped because I've been a bit click happy online as well and bought a couple of extra ones so um I think my, like I've, I've recently bought a Land Rover Defender, which I love, and I'm just driving around in that. I've, I've booked into have a, a V8 engine put in that thing, so it'll be sort of 420 brake horsepower in a in a, a, v, in a Land Rover Defender 90. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got an electric car, which um, is a Porsche Taycan, which is sort of like my my kind of company car really that I used to, to go to work in. Um, Porsche GT3 RS, which is pretty cool um Lamborghini Aventador SVJ which I'm not used too much I just booked that in for a service I, couldn't, I nearly fell over when they gave me the price for an oil change <laughs> but, uh, um there is also a Toyota Yaris GR on order as well which I'm super excited to see um and Aerial Atom um and Praga yeah the Praga R1T as well so that's not a road car but yeah, it's um, it's in the garage, um, and Hannah drives around in a Bentley. Yeah, ridiculous amount of cars, but yeah, try and do my bit for the environment in the electric car. Please, <laughs> <laughs> you're being very thoughtful there. I was, I was thinking maybe like Honda e or something. Obviously, no one's in Tcan. I did have a Tesla. That, I, I love that car. It was so cool. But um, just think that you know everyone's sort of having these like you know the, the new Taycan. I looked at it. I thought, oh yeah, it's beautiful. So um, I swapped it for that. Oops, lockdown Oops. has not been kind to you with your no. <laughs> no, no, and a few bikes in the garage as well. And what bikes? Yeah, tell us about your bikes. Uh, so MV Augusta. Um, so I've got the uh, the Rush Thousand. They've only made a few, like three hundred of those, I think. So um, I think it's the fastest production bike or something like that. And it's got no fairing on it. It's completely insane. Um, I've got the MV Brutale. Uh, which is pretty cool, Yamaha R1, um, enduro bikes, Charles bikes, that sort of thing as well. 
I really hope that well obviously you've got the massive space to put them all in but what a fantastic range I was nodding then like about bikes I'm sorry I'm not very so much car stuff I've, I've actually had to rent a unit off the farmer to keep them in <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough room here What's your favourite? Like, so out of your cars, which which is your like go to? Like, you really enjoy, or do you like all of them? My go, my go to, really. I th- I think I think to be honest with you, it's um, when I'm just pootling around. I just love going in the in the old Land Rover. On like, like, it sounds crazy, but I love pootling around in that. And then I think the the Toyota Yaris will be fun to because it's really understated, and you can kind of rise around in that, like you know, like a like a teenager and um yeah so i'm looking forward to that arriving um so yeah i mean i've got kind of different cars for different things really so the porsche again like driving that around for work i love it you know it's it's got like it's all all these screens everywhere and all this technology in it and and it and it really handles well and goes super fast so um uh, it's great fun to drive it's just you constantly got you know battery anxiety i, I mean literally ran out of battery yesterday uh was it day before yesterday um, in Norwich? And it was such an ordeal. There were two recovery trucks. The police were there. Uh, they couldn't work out how to open the bonnet and to get it restarted. And, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't my fault though. The, the battery charger was out of order and it didn't charge my car. I just want to interrupt my own podcast to say, if you're interested in joining me on my motorsport journey this year or next, then please get in touch on my social media at Jade Paveley Motorsport. I'll let me and Rich continue complaining about the infrastructure for electric cars. I can't believe how, how often it's happening, to be honest. I was, I was driving around London where you'd think there'd be loads of um, charging stations all out, of, all, all out of order. And then the ones that were working, they didn't have a cable. I didn't have a cable in my car. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, this isn't going to... You're stuck to it, aren't you? Like, you've had to have all this, <laughs> this crew come out and try and save you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So we... Um, yeah, we ended up running out, which was embarrassing. But with all, yeah, well, it's difficult. I guess it's such a new thing for people, but eventually become the norm. Hopefully, the uh, infrastructure will improve because otherwise, the world just gets. Yeah, I mean, there's there's more and more fast chargers being put in now, and they, I mean, they and they'll just be everywhere. I think soon. Um, you know, they're put, they're putting them in car parks and all sorts of things. So I think soon, and also the, I think. If you can just charge at home, if it, like a on a three phase at home, and you can charge really quickly, I think it, it'd be great. But because I live out in the middle of nowhere, the electricity supply is really bad, and I have to like just plug it into a three pin. So I have to probably wait a week for a full battery. <laughs> so I have to you charge out and about. Drive. Yeah, well, you're not going to drive slow, are you? So probably the battery goes in the month, five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, I think yeah, I think if you drive at sixty mile an hour, it kind of it does a decent range. But when you're doing uh, seventy <clears throat> around. The place it uh, runs out a bit quicker than normal. I've got to defend the brand that I worked for, so I won't talk about the the difficulties I had with charging with too much. <laughs> In regards to riding your motorbikes, would you say you're a fair weather driver now? Do you go out when it's bad weather, or are you a bit more careful? Uh, yeah, when I ride on the road, I am now. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't like riding in the wet when it's like when you're riding around on the road, because it, yeah, it's not, that's not fun. But I try and get out most weekends, really. So even if there's a, a race meeting on, um, the, the day after I try and go out on my enduro bike or, or go mountain biking, um, just to kind of keep fit really and keep keep out of the fresh air. And you know, it's we do we go we do some trail riding over in Wales, and you know, it's the most beautiful scenery 
ever and you know you're out all day with your mates and it's good fun and um yeah or, or near me we just go to the forest on the on the mountain bikes and just ride the trails there and so and again that you know we were out in the snow a couple of weeks ago and yeah enjoying it so i think if, if we're out on the mountain bikes or the or the off-road stuff yeah it doesn't matter what the weather is we'll we'll be out and about doing it brilliant and what's your plans for next year what were you all this year really now sorry we've started this year but it's just been a bit slow obviously to start but what's your kind of ambition for this year in- well the we're, we're doing the msn championship at the moment we're just um, waiting to see how that goes in terms of the events and and how that'll run um but we've got the, the full gravel kit for the car so the so yeah we you know we're really really keen to get into the forest in the r5 we've not got we've not done any gravel events in that yet um so that is that's kind of the main focus really and and then with the circuit racing we um we've got the the praga um that we'll be racing which is a prototype car um we're looking at doing the dutch supercar championship um which will be fun so and then we've got brick car so i'm looking at actually hiring the car out for brick car and um seeing how that goes i might because it's endurance racing, there, there might be some, uh, there might be an empty seat that I might be able to jump in if it's not fully rented out for the full season, or if they need a driver in it. So, uh, potentially look to do to do some racing in the in the brick car as well. Um, and then we're we're also doing the uh, sports prototype cup in the Revolution. So, so we're, you we're have doing. a day job, or do you just? <laughs> I'm, I'm comf- quite fortunate that. Um, because I've, I work for myself really and I've got a great team of people uh, in the office that kind of understand that you know in order to kind of you know be quite sensible in the week I need to take risks at the weekend sort of thing and that's how they see it and um, yeah they kind of hold the reins for me when I'm out but I mean yeah there was there was a point last year where we were out most weekends and then we were testing in between so it was almost like you know fit in work in between racing and that was an, an amazing experience but um you're constantly kind of juggling the three areas which i think is like your, your work your home life and then you know your passion and at the end of the day I'm, I'm doing it as a hobby so i can't let that interfere too much with work and and also the family but um something that i really enjoy doing as well so it's uh it's something that i do allocate quite a lot of time to are you gonna let your three-year-old daughter or your one-year-old son get into it when it when they come to a certain age because it was four oh, weeks that you started would you let your daughter 100 yeah <laughs> i think when, when she was six months old she had a race suit with a name on it so um yeah she's she's got a quad bike and stuff like that and a little electric car that she drives around the garden on so um you know and and if you ask her what she wants to be when she grows older she always says racing car driver <laughs> so i'm hoping that she uh although now she's started now kind of, kind of like she can think for herself. She's also the same ballerina, so we'll see. <laughs> well, she could do both. Like, there's no harm in it. You must be running around lots of different classes. And but yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, I think um, women in motorsport is becoming a really, you know, it's becoming a massive thing at the moment. I think opportunities, hopefully, for her will open up. And and um, you know, I'm keen to 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 really just open the doors to lots of different sports, whether it's gymnastics or or whatever it is she wants to do um, but I'm hoping that she that she has a passion for it because there's no point kind of strong arming her in it if she's not interested but hopefully if she is then um, I'll give her every chance to kind of give it a go really so we'll we'll get her on the um, 
we'll get her on a trials bike. I think she's got a little offset now and um, on the quad bike and see how she gets on there. And then hopefully as she gets a bit older, we'll, uh, we'll see how she gets on at karting and, and go from there, really. You're going to be one of those classic karting dads, aren't you, where you're at the side, like, pushing on the other parents at the... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've, I've heard it can get quite aggressive, so I, I might be quite chilled out, I think, and just be a, you know... Like, if she comes last, I'll just still be really happy, <laughs> as long as she's there doing it. And, well, yeah, and enjoying it, of course. Yeah, definitely. And it's just like, like the world's a oyster, isn't it? And she's got the confidence behind her, and at least you've got the experience to pass on to her as well. Yeah, yeah. Although she probably won't want to listen to me, but uh, I can try. Yeah, don't talk to my dad about that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, in any case, I won't take up too much more of your time. So I'm sure you've had a long day at work, but um, we look forward to seeing your TikTok account with all your supercars doing like all those crazy videos. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But um, thank you ever so much for your time, and uh, good luck for your season this year. Great, thank you, Jade. See you soon. And that was Richard Wells. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoy it as ever. Please get in touch. Let me know what you think. Any suggestions? Just get in touch at Motorsport, and as I said during this podcast if you fancy getting involved with my journey in motorsport then again just drop us a message and I'd love to hear from you have a great week and stay safe thank you to my sponsors North Wales Honda the Motorsport Lounge and Forest Rally Experience <laughs>